Hey, Nikhil, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, this is an absolute pleasure, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, for anyone just joining us, Nikhil Basu Trivedi is a managing director at Shasta Ventures, where he leads consumer investing as well as some enterprise investing for the firm. Uh, some of his board seats include Class Dojo, Frame.io, Imperfect Produce, and, and so many more. Um, he earned an AB in molecular biology from Princeton. Um, and is a good friend of mine that I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching up with here. Um, Nikhil, share with us just sort of what you think the next gen of companies are going to look like in a, in a post-COVID-19 environment. Yeah, Brian, I think it's a great question. You know, first of all, this is a really tough time for so many people, right? Technology startups are suffering, but this is a human and health crisis. Um, and so many people are suffering from the consequences of COVID-19. Um, you know, unfortunately, a number of venture-backed companies won't survive mm -hmm. this crisis. Uh, the ones that do survive and come out on the other side of it, I think will be stronger for it. They'll be leaner. Uh, the mm -hmm. teams will be battle-tested. Their products will likely be must-haves mm -hmm. such that they've been able to weather the storm. Um, and they'll likely be in markets that are well set up to grow again. Um, and so I think you know, that's the silver lining for companies that can come out of the other side of this. And then, you know, I think a number of new companies are going to get born right now that can be really successful. And that's what I'm really excited about. You know, we saw this in the last financial crisis when companies like Airbnb and Stripe. Venmo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. Absolutely. Um, um, and, and, you know, some of those companies will be born out of necessity because layoffs breed entrepreneurship. Um, but there are also several behavior changes happening right now, both in consumers and in companies that I think lead to a whole new set of opportunities. That's really interesting. Um, I'd love to spend a little bit of time just diving into a sector or two that you think is going to be, um, you know, let's call it positive to neutrally impacted through this. You know, where, where do you see potential companies that maybe are already around and existing, but might start to see uh, a little bit of increased interest from the venture community? Yeah, I'll throw out a few and then try to go deeper in a couple of these. So I think, you know, healthcare, education, e-commerce, um, collaboration software, mm -hmm. uh, tools for remote work. And finally, social products and gaming products. Mm -hmm. I think those that set is the set of sectors that I'm excited about right now, uh, given what we're seeing, you know, in, in, in terms of these behavior changes. And maybe I can dive into a, a few of those. Yeah. Um, you know, healthcare is is I think the most likely sector to be transformed for the long term as a result of COVID nineteen because and this financial crisis, because of course it's, it started with a health crisis. Um, and so I think people who right now are getting exposed to telemedicine because, you know, they can't go into the doctor's office. They shouldn't go into the doctor's office for some basic needs can instead get those needs through a video call or a text message. There's a set of people that will never go back to seeing the doctor in person. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's a really interesting area of healthcare. Uh, I'm thinking about biometric screening. You know, I think there's a world that we'll, we're going to live in after this that that means biometric screening is just more regular for people um, and is a part of our life. You know, I think there'll be an increased focus in our society on sanitation coming out of this. We saw this in, 
in 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 Asia post SARS, um, you know, where people were just much more alert to germs and hand washing and other practices that yeah. that came out of that crisis. Um, and so, those are some of the things I think in healthcare that that will that will change. It's really um, interesting. And then, you know, these other sectors I mentioned: education, of course, distance learning is being forced on so many kids right now. I think some percent will continue post pandemic and then a bunch of technology tools getting adopted right now are going to stick. Uh, Class Dojo, for instance, one of the companies that I'm an investor in is seeing massive increased adoption um, across teachers, parents and students around the world uh, of their product. And I think a lot of people who are using Class Dojo right now will continue to use it in the fall when we're hopefully, you know, back to school as normal. Um, and and then you know some others i mentioned e-commerce you know i think a lot of people who are buying necessities online right now because they can't go into the retail store are just never going to go back to just, the yep. online retail yep. no it's a learned behavior i think about anyone that you know has lived in a in a high rise in new york or sf <laughs> or la you know that we certainly have all adopted that and i think the, to your point the rest of the country is about to adopt it as well um That's right. let, I mean, let, yeah Let's um let's spend a little bit of time just uh, in an operating hat. You know, for any of the founders listening, what would be some of your advice to an early stage founder that's that's headed into this? You know, they may let let's say they have capital for you know six to twelve months of this, but not you know twelve plus months of this. Um, well, you know, what what are the types of things that they should be focused on right now? What are the messages that you would hope they're sending to their teams? Yeah. So uh, first of all, I think you know. The, the message around making sure uh, employees uh, take care of their health is the most important one because that's the first thing that I think everyone is thinking about at the moment. You know, one's own health as well as um, one's family's health is is the most important thing. Um, you know, second, I think one silver lining to this crisis is that if you fail, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt because so many companies are going to fail during this time and you can chalk it down to, to COVID-19 and this crisis. Yeah. Um, but I think what's important is to have no regrets and to do everything you can to, to not have that happen. Right. Um, and so I think there's a set of companies that are of course deeply impacted by this crisis in travel and hospitality and restaurants and offline experiences. I think for those companies, it's obviously a, a brutal time one thing to think about is to just consider pivoting very quickly. You know, if there's a, there's a software tool that you've, you've built during this time that you can suddenly spin out and, and repurpose for, for remote teams or, or something else, you know, I think that's an option. I've seen a couple companies that are doing some flavor of that right now. Another friend in the restaurant business, for instance, is trying to pivot the company to be in the grocery business, which is growing very quickly at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But look, that set of companies is brutally impacted and it's going to be a really hard time. I think yeah. for, for companies that are not like that and are neutral, you know, neutrally impacted right now, but, you know, likely because of unemployment and reduced demand, um, you know, are, are, are still going to be throwing their forecasts out the window. I think for those companies, the majority of them are thinking about layoffs right now. And yeah. layoffs are really tough. They're even tougher in moments like this when, you know, people are worried about their health and will therefore not have their, you know, employer-based healthcare. Um, 
but unfortunately they're just a reality of, of times like this and i think mm -hmm. the best approach is to to look at the plan hard to cut once to cut deeply um and to do everything you can to come out of this with you know with the chance to survive um yeah. and that's great final thing you know it's just make sure you as the founder as the ceo take care of your own health and your own mental health we're all we're all humans I'd love to to stay there for a little bit, um, just as you think about you know teams and and team building. Um, you know, from the venture perspective, as a board seat, you know, what are what are you trying to do to help your portfolio companies right now? What are some of the best practices that you're seeing other investors do um, to help their companies feel like they're there and that they're present during this? Yeah, um, it's a great question. You know, I think most of us in in venture firms right now are spending a lot of time with our portfolio, uh, and so I've just been making sure with all the founders that I work with that they are holding up okay. Um, again, that they're prioritizing their own health, their team's health. Um, I've of course been trying to figure out what the impact is of COVID nineteen and and this financial crisis on the business. And just making sure that we are looking at all the data, you know, it's changing so quickly that we're looking at all sorts of leading indicators uh, for how this could change our forecast, our plan for this year. Um, we're doing a lot of reforecasts, therefore, uh, to understand, okay, uh, how much how much runway do we really have, or do we really predict that we have? Um, with many of the companies that I work with, we're, we're sort of planning for multiple scenarios. So there's the the worst case scenario, there's a middle case scenario, and then there's kind of the the, the okay uh, or good case uh, scenario. Yeah. And um, and just kind of staring deeply at the numbers to understand you know what those are. And then finally, it's it's kind of putting into action a plan, you know, based on, on, on these scenarios. So, uh, you know, does that mean we should think about cutting, you know, marketing spend, uh, you know, are there fixed costs that, that we should be considering, uh, you know, reducing, um, are there different product directions that we should be thinking about right now based on what's happening? Those are, those are the questions that, that we're asking. Yeah. And then, you know, the final thing is, most of what I just described is playing, you know, defense. For some companies, there is an opportunity to play offense right now because uh, of this environment uniquely suiting, you know, their business and 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 growing demand. Of course, you know, we're we're having to do that in a very thoughtful way and a empathic way. Um, but there is that opportunity for a few companies too. Yeah, yeah. Last one for you. Um what do you think vc looks like after this you know let's let's talk a little bit about the funding environment um maybe if there's a, a change in the way that firms are sourcing how they're meeting with founders any anything that you think about um in sort of the next gen of, of venture capital post COVID 19. yeah this question is keeping me up a lot right now uh and i think <laughs> fundamentally this this pandemic and and financial crisis is going to change venture capital and it's going to accelerate some of the shifts that have been brewing for the last, you know, five to ten years. So let me try to describe uh, four of those those changes. The first is a bifurcation that's been happening in our industry for a while, uh, and I'll explain that 
in a bit. The second is I think a number of firms will go extinct uh, following this crisis. The third is I think team change will accelerate within venture firms. We're already seeing a new, more diverse generation of venture capitalists, and that's the generation that's going to lead firms coming out of this crisis. And finally, fourth, I think it will be much harder to start a new firm. But the firms that do start during this time can be very successful, and the funds that do get raised during this time can be very successful. So let me just try to, if you'll humor me, I'll try to go into absolutely you know a little bit further on the the first point the bifurcation so what i mean by this is you know on the one side of the venture capital landscape you have platform firms that are getting bigger in fund sizes and in teams these are firms like andreessen horowitz excel general catalyst index lightspeed nea sequoia um you know all these firms uh, have raised billion dollar plus funds um you know, they've grown their teams. They've, on the whole, had great performance, great returns. And so that's the one side of the venture landscape. The other side is the smaller specialist firms, right? They're either by sector, like emergence capital in, in SaaS, Forerunner in consumer, Ribbit in fintech, or they're specialists by stage, like benchmark focused at the A, first round focused at the seed. Um, yep. And in the middle, uh, firms that are, you know, neither platforms nor specialists, I think, are going to be very challenged during this 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 environment. Uh, I think there'll be a clearing out of those types of firms, and that that brings me to my my second point. You know, this happened in the last financial crisis when the number of funds that were raised, the number of venture funds that were raised, actually dropped in half. Uh, you know, between two thousand eight to two thousand and nine. Um, and I think something similar could happen uh, with this current crisis. Um, and, and that brings me to the third point, which is, you know, I think there's been this generational transition brewing in venture capital for a while. A huge crop of VCs in their sort of late 20s, early to mid 30s uh, have entered the industry in the last five years. And I think this crisis will accelerate their transition to either leaders of, of existing firms or starting new firms. Um, yeah. And as both of us know, you know, there's also a, a diversity transition in venture that I think this yeah. crisis will only accelerate. Uh, I think this, this will actually help uh, a number of firms become more diverse. Um, Shaking it up. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, and so anyway, I think, that's re that's really interesting. You know, the final point, which, which I know you've had a few folks on the on the show talk about, is it is going to be a really challenging time to fundraise from LPs. Um, mm -hmm. There won't be many new firms that get started, but I think those that that do and get a fundraised uh, have the chance to just be more successful than funds that were raised in the last few years, where you know they were one of many. You know, I think you'll be one of few yep. in this environment that that done. Yeah. Yeah. Nikhil Basutravedi, uh, general partner at Shasta Ventures. So good to talk to you, man. This was this was awesome. I really appreciate you sharing uh, your thoughts. Thanks so much for having me, man. And uh, excited for you to be doing this and wish you all the best in business school and beyond. Thank you so much. Take, Take care. care.